to Connell Trevian, Thursday, the 1st of November, 2018. Where have all the golf balls gone? Paddy McManaman celebrates his 65th birthday. Belfast-born man of many parts and actions looks back and forward. A busy life lived in the shadow of the Belfast shipyard to spend in sunny summer months of idyllic happiness with the uncles, the Russell brothers and their own special haven, the mountain bar in Terman. Part 1. When I get older, losing my hair many years from now, will you still be sending me a valentine? Birthday greetings and a bottle of wine. If I've been out till quarter to three, would you lock the door? Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? Well, 65. Time catches up with us all. Doesn't really seem like it, but recently I reached the ripe old age of 65. A sprightly sexagenarian, a former footballer, squash player, table tennis, volleyball, cross-country runner, and still a 17 handicap golfer, although a few shots back after my recent health problems would be nice. 65 is a significant date in the calendar of life. Once looked on as retirement age, but as we are all still living a bit longer, governments and their wisdom have extended the end game to 66, soon to be 67, eventually 68. Sort of ironic when politicians can retire at 40 with a big pension. The significance of 65 has been a cut-off date for contributing taxes to the capitalist system actually came about in Germany in the 1880s. Our German friends who are generally way ahead of the posse regarding innovative introduction of new measures to make the economy work more efficiently brought in a retirement age of 65 not because they thought the working class deserved a nice break after 50 years slogging their balls off an industry or fighting imperialist wars in Russia and France. No, the government minister von Bismarck brought in a new legislation for a social welfare bill as a slap in the face to his socialist rivals in parliament. And very conscious of the fact that the German working class after a life of hell and war and labor rarely lived past that age. Just how cynical can one be? Capitalism was a bit slow following the German initiative as it took the USA 50 years to implement it. Coincidentally, average life expectancy in the US before World War II was just 62. Otto von Bismarck, they acknowledged as one of the great German leaders of all time, created the unified country which would eventually challenge the world in two horrific wars. Events he predicted before his death. One day the great European war will come out of some damned foolish thing in the Balkans. Bismarck, by the way, lived to 88, so benefited nicely from a state pension, army pension and government pension, setting an example for politicians ever since. My God, where have all the years gone? Six and a half decades, 780 months, 4,000 weeks and about 20,000 days give or take an odd 29th of February. When you analyse it like that, it appears to be quite a long time, but in reality, a blink in the eye during the millions of years past. For mere mortals, four score years and ten, a lifetime and the winds of time are closing in. But you can't think like that. Life's for living. Embrace the world and everything it has to offer. No time for doom and gloom. It's just wonderful to be alive and long may it continue. 
1953, it was a great year, if I recall, inside my mother's womb. A young, then unnamed Babog was twisting and turning, awaiting to make his debut on the greatest stage on earth, post-World War II Belfast. Just 18, eight years after German bombers mistook Belfast for Glasgow or Liverpool, or maybe they thought Stormont was Buckingham Palace. But like all conflicts, it was working-class Belfast that suffered. D Street near the shipyards, and Sailor Town near the docks. I have images in my mind of flattened buildings along York Street as we walked into town when we lived in Tigers Bay near where the dairy train pulled in and a future loyalist ghetto with a famous wall mural. Let us not forsake the blue skies of Ulster for the grey skies of the Irish Republic. Whether the wall painter was an aficionado of weather forecasting or just like painting, my memories of Tiger Bay's was that it was always raining, blue skies or not. In 1958, I went to school in Newington, just off the Antrim Road. Same year as a young Pelé went to the World Cup in Sweden. Now that's what dreams are made of. What else was happening? Dev was still in power at home. De Gaulle in France, and Khrushchev in Russia. The tragedy in Munich happened as a plane carrying Man U back from a European Cup match skidded off a snow-covered runway. Eight United players and 12 journalists killed, including Dubliner Billy Whelan. Over the next few years, we'd moved to Annadale Flats in South Belfast, another future loyalist stronghold. It goes without saying my loving parents didn't do well in geography at school. By 1963, I had my first experience of sectarianism at Annadale. Where in the 90s, Johnny Adair would dive through a third floor window as the provost came in the front door after him. Times were changing and my mum had bought her Protestant neighbour into chapel one day, but told us kids not to mention it. Ecumenism had us still had a long way to go. As kids, we all got on well together for 51 weeks in the year, but when the 12th came round and bonfire time, I was told unceremoniously one evening by a lad much bigger than me, Fuck off, you Fenian bastard. I didn't even, didn't even know what a Fenian was then, I was only nine. We moved across town around that time to safer ground, which is all comparative considering future events. A few of my new friends and I were walking through Therese's and Therese's chapel grounds one day over in Andy Town. The church bells were ringing loudly and we started cheering, shouting and generally messing when the parish priest, McNamara, one of the old fire and brimstone type, appeared and roared at us. Have a bit of respect, you ruffians, the popes after dying. Not sure if he expected us to weep at the news that Angelo Giuseppe Roncalli wasn't on familiar terms with us at the time. 1968 brought many things to a young teenager. First dance, first kiss, first experience of what a big bad world we were living in. Vietnam, Martin Luther King and Bobby Kennedy assassinated, the Prague Spring and the RUC attacking civil rights marchers in Derry. We may have been slightly immune to these events at the time, but behind sight there's a realisation the world wasn't all about the freedom of Uncle Sam and those cold communists and even colder war. It could be cold wherever poverty, discrimination and lack of freedom were challenged. In our little world we crossed the city to see Eusebio at the Oval, he was great, but not in a patch in our homegrown hero, the inimitable Georgie Best. It hadn't go, uh, gone all wrong for the Belfast genius at that stage. 
And along with Jenke over in Glasgow, they reigned supreme as Celtic and United won the European Cup, breaking Latin domination. At Croke Park, Down defeated Kerry to lift Sam for the third time in a decade, recognised as one of the great GA teams of all time, and of course the first team to bring Sam across the border in 1960. Storm clouds were gathering in our fourth green field. We didn't know at the end but our lives would change forever. 1973, education was jettisoned as a big world, world imploded in young minds. Being domiciled in the heart of Republican Belfast made him in a quirk of fate, but the response to foreign armed paras and marines on our streets was a community effort. Retribution was quick, death, denial of freedom, incarceration, injustice, discrimination, sectarianism, bloody Sunday, bloody Friday. Too long a sacrifice makes a stone of the heart, said Yates. For 30 years it would last, that damn wire getting higher and higher, sang Phil Coulter. 4,000 victims, was it worth it? Is any war or conflict worth it? 1978, we made our own Las Vegas in the hills of Donegal. We swapped the blue skies of Ulster for, well, the bluer skies of Ulster and Chirconnell, to paraphrase the loyalist graphic designer all those years ago in Tigers Bay. A wee wifey who didn't stick the test of time and three termin' babugs of my own. The hills mightn't have been alive to the sound of music, except in the lagoon on a Sunday night. But the smell of a turf fire, silage from we Eddie Paddy Johnsfield, and a pot of spuddings on the range, and cute little black-faced yos and Willie Dunlame's hill overlooking Loch Salt were enough to make us local in a sort of blowing way. Country cousins and city slickers, it was the best of both worlds. Mario Campes won the World Cup for Argentina, and Shergar the Derby before retirement to the IRA stables in Leitrim. Rhodesia became Zimbabwe, and just as clear that black isn't white, Mugabe became God. The Nobel Peace Prize was awarded to Israeli Prime Minister Menachem Begin, who in a previous life bombed the King David Hotel, the British military headquarters in Palestine, killing 90 in 1946. A strange oxymoron, although not surprising, as Alfred Nobel, founder of the Peace Prize, also invented dynamite. From 83 to 03, it was all about bringing up the kids, school and work. Went Eagle and Big Pat McGarvey, who sadly found life too difficult in later years, and the Milford Inn with wee Teddy, then making car parts for Opal for 20 years at Lisnanan or out in all near Cologne, Kershaw headquarters. Weekends all summer would be spent in the bog, cutting, fitting, bagging, taking home the winter fuel. Smell of the turf fire may abide in memory of Donegal. Now threatened by the EU and board Mona, cutting back as peat fumes damage the environment. Like the tree huggers finding snails in a golf course bunker, the PC brigade are running the asylum. Playing football for Lurgy was an experience, gigs and Frank, Fred and Big Andy sadly deceased recently. They were great times. The talk of the town in Donegal Town, Angler Saving in the Lagoon and there was some football as well. The larger white ball then morphed into the small white ball as the decades progressed. Dunfanaghy was mine host of gigs and I for longer than I care to remember. The 19th hole a home from home and again a little golf was played. 
The kids grew up and went to Letterkenny, now nurses, builders and HGV drivers, embraced Gaelic football and were steadfast and determined when things weren't good. But we were always there for each other to be continued.